drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and you guys have been hearing a lot from me. I probably put out about, you know, we recorded for 10-plus hours around the draft weekend, me and Choppy Chop. Uh, I gave you some bonus shows. I'm like, I got to still get them the Wednesday show because NFL Draft Recap, so... We're going to get into all types of things here on the show. Before we do that, i got to get you that Honolulu Blue delicious Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. So so here's what we're going to do today. <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys some things I noticed that maybe you didn't or maybe you saw me tweet out or maybe need some more explanation, things that are going on with the Lions. I want to do that off the top because obviously you guys know what I thought of the draft, who we took, but we will get to that on the back half of the show where I want to talk about the roles for these players, maybe how they fit, what they're going to do, what they can't do, you know, things like that. I also want to start off the top of just saying thank you to everybody because, you know, the the Kool-Aid cast has been going for, gosh, two, three years now, however long it's been, and it just grows with every show. You know, the the people on Twitter, you guys can find me at Derek Okri, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, it's just been great, you know, just love talking ball. You guys like some of the gimmick lines, things like that. Um, you know, put a lot of work into the draft, but as with me and many others, life is crazy busy, so... You know, I did what I could. We put together a, um, I put together a big time, you know, Google sheet with about 30, 40 tabs of data. Me and Chops use that to sort of track the draft and, and put him through the paces of what I've been doing the last uh, few years. Got to do the DTO scouting office. I know a lot of you guys got to jump on the Google sheet and enjoy that. Um, you know, already making tweaks and starting to put up rankings and stuff for my 2023 sheet because. Um, you know, the draft never stops, and I'm so happy for that. So thank you to anybody that interacted with us that way, tweeted us out, drank that Detroit Kool-Aid. Uh, it was just a really fun process throughout all the mock drafts, all the talking about it. We get to it, the Lions blow the roof off in day one. They come back day two and get two good football players, come back day three and get some really productive players, depth guys that I think are really going to help them. So it, it was just it was just great uh, across the board. I mean, I think if Chops was here, which he's not, I think he might sum up the draft, the weekend, the process, the work, the hanging out, kind of like this. 
That's a new drop here on the Kool-Aid cast, and that came out of the mouth of the one and only at Chops in the D. Really appreciate all he did and the fun we got to have. So I just want to get that off the top. Again, I want to do just some random topics. Then I also want to do some Kool-Aid cast listener line calls, texts, kind of how you guys can interact that way. A lot of people shot me some texts. I want to want to give them shout outs uh, here on the show and go through a few of those. And yeah, talk about these fits, talk about things that's going on. So let's just get into it. We don't mess around here on the show. So here's a couple of things I noticed. Big Bad Brad, a.k.a. always open for business, Brad Holmes. Like the thing I noticed about him, man, is he is so comfortable in his own skin. He shows up to big time draft pressers in crew neck sweatshirts because he does not cur and i love it he shows up to like the mid draft presser in a detroit lions equipment staff hoodie he's always in like lions gear workout gear you want to know why because this guy's about the work man he's not one of these knuckleheads you ever you ever work somewhere where they got some ridiculous dress code you're like why are we wearing shirt and tie every day <laughs> like it, it doesn't impact our jobs it doesn't impress anyone someone from the high up office in the corner that does no work decided that we got to dress up every day for no reason be casual, be comfortable, get your work done. That's what Brad Holmes does. And you know why he does that and why he operates the way he does? A couple things I picked up on. Not only is he comfortable in his skin, he's a real human being. <laughs> I think he treats people well. I think he doesn't have to put on a three-piece suit and a big tie and a shirt and, and act like, well, I'm the big GM. Let me tell you what I, what I did here in the draft. He's there working, man. He's trying to be um, one of... A part of his team, a part of the scouting staff, a part of the personnel of the Detroit Lions, and he's not being bigger or less than than that. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, Brad Holmes is a guy that I think has conviction. If you guys noticed in that interview that he had um, on the Inside the Den, he looked right at one of the scouts and he said, how much do you like this guy? And I think the scout probably said, oh, I really like him or something. He said, no, I mean, how much would you be willing to put money on it, <laughs> you know, and just waited for the answer because he wanted a more direct, more definitive answer. How much do you like him? Are you willing to bet money? Would you possibly put your house on the line? I think he drills down on these prospects. I think once he finds that he loves a player, he's not going to move off that. As I'll talk about later, I think he drafted some guys because, yes, their film is good. Yes, they're athletic, but he fell in love with the person and knew that he wants them in his locker room on his football team and those are very good characteristics especially when the players can ball on the football field which he showed that he can find players that can actually play last year as well so I think he's very definitive in what he does I think he's very calculated he always talks about the process about be very intentional which I think are all these words and things that he's come up with of how he grades these players, how he distinguishes between game changers, playmakers, ball players, and mid-tier guys, and depth guys, and guys that are just all about, um, you know, those glue guys that you talk about. I think he definitely has tiers and buckets that he puts people in, 
and he's very definitive. He doesn't move off that, and so far, so good. Those have turned out to be good. So I noticed a lot of that going on. Same with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's got a new fresh cut. He's got the sides, you know, trimmed down nice and tight. He's still got the hair up top. He looks like he's been in the weight room. He looks like a beast. He looks like a football coach. And Dan Campbell's the same way. I mean, when he picks up the phone, he tells these guys, come in here, man, and be you. We know what you can do. We know you can play. We know you're a ball player. Come in here and be yourself, and let's let's do this thing. You, you got to love that mentality from both of these guys. I mean, it's it's so refreshing. It's so honest. It's so real. It's so in your face. How can, how can you miss it, you know? But I wanted to spend some time to bring it up. The other thing I noticed, here's a couple of things the Lions look for in their football players. You know, we've, we've had people in the media and otherwise that have sort of figured out what GMs like, what they don't like based on numbers, analytics, this and that. Here's what Brad Holmes likes. Athletes. You got to be able to put up numbers and be able to run and play. Secondly, he wants character. He And that doesn't mean goody two-shoes. That doesn't mean choir boys. That means people that have been through some stuff in their life. That means guys that have led. That means guys that have um, been just impactful in their communities. Good character guys. And if you're anything like me, I can usually tell if someone has good character pretty dang quick. I don't have to know someone for a long time and ask them a million questions and get their whole bio. You can sense good people and good character. I'll never forget my uncle told me one time we're out and about doing a charity event in a uh, you know rough neighborhood. And it was just a little bit out of my comfort zone at the time. And he was like, don't worry. People know when you're doing good. People know good people. Nobody's going to mess with us. And nobody did. It was a tremendous thing. We got to help out people and and really met some awesome individuals. And that's what Brad Holmes does. He knows people. He's a people person. He can sense character. He can sense genuineness in them. And he knows that they're going to be great in the locker room, in the community, and be guys that you can be proud of, first and foremost, even if they made mistakes, even if they've had some stumbles. It's almost like a positive for him because we all have, right? He looks for captains. He looks for leaders. If you look at a lot of these football players that we drafted, two-time captain, uh, Pascal, three-time captain, which you never find in college football, you know, Rodriguez. Captain, I um, played a whole bunch of different sports. You know, this is important. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but I put out on Twitter before this whole draft process, I was looking for a website or some source where I could find out about these kids' character and their medical because of the two things that I can't really get my hands on, and that's what determines. You sit down with Josh Pascal. Like, how, how do you not walk out of there going, man, we want that guy on our football team? You know, it's a slam dunk at that point. So... I just feel like captains, leadership, um, a consistency is very important. And and the last major general category I wrote down, production. I think Brad Holmes isn't one of these guys that's just projecting forward that someone's going to be incredible when they've never been incredible. Yes, they need to have traits. Yes, they need to be able to run, jump, and do things you have to do at the NFL level. But then that extra layer he's going is – What'd you do in college? Did did you did you make a bunch of tackles if you're gonna play linebacker for me? Did you get the quarterback on the ground if I'm gonna make you a defensive lineman? Can you throw the football if you're a quarterback? Um, you know, 
can can you outrun people like Jameson Williams? Like these are the things he looks at. He looks at your numbers and he says, look at the production, look at the character, look at the leadership, and look at the athlete this that this guy is. Those are the type of guys that they're bringing into the Detroit Lions. It's awesome to see everybody's fired up about it, and you guys can tell that I am as well. Let me let me take a breath real quick and give you a little bit of that Detroit Kool-Aid before I get on my next point. Drink it in, man. The next thing I wanted to talk about is Jamison Williams' jersey number. This is a big deal for me. <laughs> as you guys know, I like the swag. I like the drip of these football players. And a guy like Jamison Williams needs to have a big-time jersey number. And I'm talking about something that looks crispy on him, something that he likes, <laughs> something that maybe represents something to him. I don't care if he has to rip it from a kicker, punter, some other veteran that may already have that number. This is Jamison Williams, okay? So they're almost a lot of the numbers are gone, you know, again— it's been talked about that Mr. Okuda has number one. Uh, somebody has number six. Uh, I think it's uh, w- one of our kickers, Riley Patterson, I believe, is six. You know, that's what he wore in college at, uh, you know, that uh, that school we shall not speak of. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> Ohio State is vanquished. But you know who does not suck? Jamison Williams. So I I don't really see him going to six and having to rip that from somebody, but he could go that route. The numbers that I saw that seemed to be open were 13. I don't love it. It's not enough swag. I can't see it being that nice looking. Odell obviously had that. You guys know that's my guy. Jamison Williams has been quoted in multiple interviews saying he loves Randy Moss, <laughs> Dirty Randy. <laughs> so if you love Randy Moss, you might want to go with the 18. Now, I know Randy Moss, I think, wore that out in Oakland where he wasn't good at all. <laughs> um, and he's only really balled out in the 84 and the 81. But I think 18 would look crispy in the Lions uniform. I love the 8. With the one, I don't really love the one by itself, you know, um, for the Lions. So I'm leaning in that direction. Another nice number, 82. I think 82 would look sweet because I do like the way the eight looks on the Lions. I think two would be. But the these youngsters, these young bucks coming in the league, they don't like the big bulky double numbers uh, outside the teens anymore. All these rookies want those numbers in, in the, uh, in the teens. So I don't see him going with 82, but I do think that might look sweet. Or should he just get number one? (laughs) Mr. Okuda, do the right thing, man. You've been wearing 30. Then you switched to 23. Now you're switching to one. How about you just get healthy and make plays and stop worrying about what's on the front and the back of your jersey, bro? Like, I am still rooting for Mr. Okut. I think he can still play. But give the number one to Jameson Williams, J-Mo. You go back. You wear 23. Get yourself some Jordan wristbands and some Jordan cleats that will hold your Achilles together and allow you to not get burnt deep every play. And let's move this thing forward. So I know it came out on NFL Shop. Hutch is doing the 97, which you got to love. Go get that jersey right now. But I know there's a lot of you that are waiting on that Jameson Williams number to come out so you can get 
that jersey and i'm gonna talk a lot about jameson williams on the back half of the show because i got a lot to say about this game changer that we got at number 12 overall in the draft all right couple other quick things the lions are getting crazy grades for this draft right really high grades you know i've i've talked to people where they're just like ah you know draft grades who cares you know um it doesn't really matter your draft grades because you know we won't really know for three years, and that's when I like to see if something really worked out, really. You like to wait three years, see what everyone else can see, and then tell me what you think? Yeah. No, that doesn't work here on the Kool-Aid cast. That's not a take. That's an evaluation. That's not a hot take or an opinion. That's being weak. So, you know, the reason the Lions are getting high draft grades is because they took Good football players. They filled obvious big-time needs on their football team. And throughout the draft, I thought they not only got what I always promote to the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers and when I did my USA Today Lions Wire article, the draft's all about getting great value. And part of getting great value is getting players that fit, getting players at good spots where they should have went in the draft, And guys, like I said, that have good football character also can make plays on the football field that you don't have to ever worry about in your locker room or in the community, but that aren't going to be stiffs when you need them to go rush the passer or make a catch or do something. And the Lions did all that. Almost everybody they took is at a good spot in the draft. Everybody they took seemed on paper to be good football players or have dynamic traits and upside. Yes, they need to go do it on the field. We understand that. But all you guys that are waiting around for four years to say, I told you so, I don't hear you because the only people I hear is somebody that goes out on a limb, says, I told you so. Then it happens, and then they say, I told you so again. Like, that's what I love. So, um, you know, that's why they got the high grades. They filled and checked all the boxes. I got one thing that I know for sure. All you guys listening to the show – all the talk on Twitter, all the hype on the radio, all the national people. The Detroit Kool-Aid is absolutely flowing. Drink it in, man. All right, everybody, I want to do kind of a compact show, so let's just go ahead. We'll get our sponsors in here. I come back. I want to shout out some of the loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, a few of you guys that shot a text or that I communicated with on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line. You guys know what number that is, 989 Two seven two three four eight four. You can literally call up and leave whatever you want on the voicemail until it cuts you off. If it does, or you can just talk for days. You can text. You can just send a text. This is what I thought. I will read the best ones here on the show. We're gonna get to a point here soon where you guys are just gonna be able to call up and and I may pick up the line at any point. You may call up and I may have Chops, Logan Lamarandier, Stefan, whoever it may be on the show. We might just pick you up live on the show. You get out of hand, we'll definitely hang up on you, but that may be occurring as well. And eventually, once I get to know you Kool-Aid drinkers even a little bit more, and if you're open to it, you call the Kool-Aid cast line. If you're open to a callback, we may start randomly calling people back um, during shows just to see if they will pick up and see if they have a take, if they have some Lions Kool-Aid they want to serve up. So there you go, everybody. I'll get into that more after the break. Everybody will be right back. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. As I always say, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid and for supporting the Lions, hanging in there. And, and being pumped up now they killed another draft. They got football players. We got ourselves an offense. We got a defensive line, hungry defense, some young ball players with some upside. I mean, drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. <laughs> so I just gave a promo about the Kool-Aid cast line. Again, I'm going to throw out the number 989-272-3484. I think it's a really fun um, extra thing we've added uh, a while back. Just hadn't used it as much and now going to start to use it more as you guys get more and more hype for the Lions. So I, I just want to I want to start with this guy like. This I'm going to wait till the end where he tagged his his thing. So you just send in a quick text, you know, just like you would to your friends, family, whoever um, to that number and it'll come in. I'll, I'll get it. And uh, as long as I have time, I'll try to get back to all of you or as many as I can. So this first one that I pulled out was uh, he said, uh, Lions got the best offensive and defensive player in the draft. What's not to like? Love the trade up for J-Mo. Vikings DBs will rue the day. Plus, it watered down the Pack's wide receiver board. Loved it. 
And this is where it got good. Great pod, Oakery. Appreciate that. I'm always going to read that. And then he tagged it. Again, you got to tag your tweets with a name, a handle, a nickname, a gimmick, something. And he said, this is Jerry, a.k.a. Cornbread from South or from Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) So, of course, my reply was, hey, Cornbread Jerry. (laughs) And I said, uh, man, I really appreciate you texting in the Kool-Aid cast line. I agree with you. Um, We got two of the best players in the draft. um, And uh, we just got quality character and athletes uh, at needed spots. Drink it in. Cornbread. Make it a double. Thanks again. So, um, you know, Cornbread Jerry, you're on my list now. I'm going to like have to save that in this uh, in this setup here as Cornbread Jerry from from North Kakalaki. Really appreciate that. Uh, let, let's go through a few of these real quick. So let me see. This is from KP. He's got his own pod. He's at Real Deal KVP on Twitter. He said, Derek, it's like this. The Lions had a solid draft, hitting on starters and depth on a defense that was lacking everything but heart last season. They gained valuable special teams players that can contribute as depth on both offense and defense. Injury history aside, it was a good draft. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, KP. This is where I had to get after you. And I don't do grades because they are hot garbage on paper until these players play. (laughs) And again, that's KP from Real Deal Sports Talk. Go check him out for sure. Of course, I had to get back after him about that. What a weak take that was and why it's cool to call your shot and why you got to come come strong and be positive and drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We had a little bit of fun back and forth. So KP, I appreciate that. Um, let me grab one or two more here real quick. Uh, this one was from Mike in NYC. He said, I'm excited that since the days of Sue and Fairley that our GM is putting emphasis on the trenches and building a young core of defensive linemen to shut down the run and get after the quarterback. Our best season was with the number two ranked defense, a stout offensive line, is quickly is the quick way to build a consistent team for the long haul. And I gotta get a, the screen or where I got these saved a little bit bigger because it's like ultra tiny print, and I'm just fumbling a little bit here reading these. So appreciate you, Mike. I shouted you back out, got back to you. Um, even said that he's going to, uh, you know. Hit us up again, all these people that have been writing in. I told everybody basically send in more things, call up the line, get get some cojones and call the line and have a funny take. Say something humorous. You might turn into a sound bite, um, a sound drop, kind of like this. <laughs> you, you, you might be something like that or where's the other one? Where is it? I know I got another choppy bit here somewhere. Hashtag choppy liking. Boom. There it is. <laughs> so, you know, do that. Definitely call up. Let's see. Uh, do you get one more in here? 
this person again made the mistake of not leaving their name or a funny nickname or hashtag or something to identify themselves. So I guess I'll have to give up their number. It's one five. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you. Uh, They just said real quick again, real quick text. The recap was fun, but the take on Jameson was my favorite part by far. Just didn't see that one coming. Um, shouted him back a couple times and then he said you know i will mark the number as kool-aid cast in my phone there you go there you go my man um so or we might have it might be a female listener you never know but uh what he's what he's referencing is that when the lions traded up me and chops were totally caught off guard we are live on the microphones we have to make our live picks on the clock whenever there's a trade up you don't have much time to figure it out i sat there i said hold on let me think let me think about it this was who i was going to take as okri the gm but when you're that high in the draft it's obviously pretty congruent to what i want the lions to do at that point so i waited i waited choppy was like i'm going with kyle hamilton I was waiting. I was debating between him and a few players, and I was like, nope. And I was like, I'm taking Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama, and literally not even a minute later, that was the pick that came across the podium. We were fired up. If you want to hear that all live, you can go check it out in the archives on the Kool-Aid cast, no doubt about it. So that that's just a few of the texts. Again, I'm still encouraging. I remember like a, a year or so ago, we had people to call up, leave funny voicemails, give themselves, you know, uh, where they're from, you know, take shots at me, say how much they love the show. It, it was very entertaining and, and something that hopefully we'll get back to. But a text is great, too. And it's just a good way to to stay in touch. And like I said, who knows? It may become a more interactive show in this way where I may do shorter segments with like Logan and Joey and and just call them up here on the Kool-Aid cast line, do a 10, 20 minute segment with them and and do some interviews that way as well down the road. I just I don't like interviewing like all these media types or even former players and stuff other than Benny Blades from the U because he was the man and he was real fun to get along with. He called me uh, his brother from another mother, uh, the way that we would talk to each other both on and off the air. So who knows? Hopefully I'll be able to get Benny back on too. Cause he's funny. And he said that he wanted Hutch and uh, he said to stay away from all players from Miami is what he told me. Um, maybe, maybe he didn't say that. Maybe that was me that said that to him. I can't remember, but, uh, uh, he he was all about Hutch and said that the Lions were going to get some good football players. And as as usual, Mr. Blades was right. No question about it. So let's let's end the podcast with this. Um, let, let's talk about the roles of, of some of these players in Detroit. So you got the number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson. They call him Hutch. I mean... The guy fits like a glove. I mean, he's a culture fit. He's an athlete. He was productive. He's a an absolute leader when the time is right. He also said, I ain't going to say anything. I'm going in there to work and uh, try to earn this. And you got to love hearing that from, from a ball player. So this guy has personality. He's going to be great in the community. He's going to make plays on um, you know game day. That's going to be really fun to watch. He's rocking that 97, like I said earlier. So to me, you know, Hutchinson is a guy that, 
he's going to be lined up in that two point motorcycle stance a lot kind of coming off the edge he's got a he's got great hands he can he's not like an ultimate bender type but he can he can bull rush you a little bit he can get under your pads he can cover around you he's going to find those hustle sacks you know those ones where maybe his first two moves didn't work but the third one he's going to run into the quarterback and get you on the ground which you got to love to see some people can say, oh, you know, I think so-and-so, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, or some of these other players had higher upside. No, the, this was the pick. Um, Hutchinson, again, a lot of the NFL draft is getting really solid players with upside, even if they don't get their ultimate upside, as long as they're high-end quality football players that don't give you any headaches off the field or don't have a huge injury history once they get in the league. Those are good draft picks. Hutchinson's going to be a great pick. He's going to be a face-of-the-franchise type player. You know. What will he do as far as sacks and numbers? You know, you hate to put that number on it, but I kind of called people out earlier for not putting that number on it. So does he get to double figures as a rookie? Mm, I, I don't think so, but I do think you'll see some of that, you know, seven, eight, nine-ish sacks with hopefully a couple forced fumbles. You'll also see a lot of hustle plays, plays in the run game. All that type of stuff will help the Lions. And, and one of the biggest things Aaron Glenn loves about this kid is you can kick him inside, you know, when you need to or when you want to run those NASCAR uh, third down type packages. So you could put Hutch and Romeo on the inside, have Harris and – you know, some of these other athletes they got on the outside all coming after the quarterback, you know, Harris and Pascal. You could put Houston out there. You go watch go watch James Houston's tape and where he just lines up in the edge and just blows by people and kills the quarterback. You know, I could see that happen as well. So that was a slam dunk pick. I still can't believe the Jaguars did what they did. But thank goodness, because this guy's going to sell a lot of jerseys and be uh, here for a long time. It's going to be fun to watch. Now, Jameson Williams. You know, what, what? what's his role? How does he fit? You know, you hear people hemming and hawing. Oh, well, he has an ACL. I mean, will he ever come back? Will he ever be the same player? Really? Really? That's your take? I mean, we see people come back from an Achilles in like six, eight months. We see players every day, all day, come back from ACL injuries. This was a very clean ACL. It was a clean surgery. It's not multiple ligaments. I mean, Joe Burrow was back in what? Like a like a you know eight months or something he tore up everything. Jameson Williams gonna be absolutely fine. I, these people that want to put pe- the player in bubble wrap. Oh, I I think he should play on Thanksgiving. Let's let's wait till then. Really, this kid says he's gonna be ready for training camp. If he's ready and the doctors say he's ready, let him go. If he gets hurt again, that's football. So. You you can't baby this kind of stuff. Yes, we know he's a long-term investment. We know he's special, but he's not special enough to waste a half a season just because you want to be extra safe. No, um, let it let him go play. Now, Jameson Williams, as far as on the football field, I, I'm telling you, Lions fans, buckle up. I know, like, I serve up that Kool-Aid. I'm optimistic, but this kid's going to wow you. I mean, you got a lot of you Calvin fans out there that worship the ground he walks on. I mean, he quit on the team and whatnot and and has been complaining about a million-dollar refund for years and years. But Calvin was a big-bodied, jump-over-you type of player. He he got a lot of volume. Jamison Williams is electric. I mean, he is an ultimate deep threat. He can run routes. He can stop on a dime. If he catches a five-yard cross... He will see you in the end zone 80 yards later. Like, we have not had a football player like this in my lifetime at a skill position for the Detroit Lions. We haven't. He runs a 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2,
four three on a bad day. Like he is going to be so fun to watch every week. Now I'm curious to see how much they will get him the football. Like, will he ever be a big time volume player or is he just going to be the guy that defenses are scared to death of? And every few games, he's going to catch a big time ball, big time touchdown, whatever it is. They'll put us over the top, but either way, I'm good with it. I love this kid. I love that he's a dog on the football field. He played gunner. He plays special teams back in college. He does everything you want to do offensively. He was by far the best receiver in this draft. Got him as the fourth receiver. We got him at 12 overall. I think he's going to definitely outperform that on so many levels. Of course, there's a little bit of risk. Of course, I want that attitude to get tightened up a little bit where he becomes a... uh, a ball player. You don't have to say much once you start making plays, but I still need you to be boys with all your teammates and be uh, repping the city of Detroit, repping that Detroit versus everybody gear. So somebody send that Jamison's way. Let's keep moving through some of these. Pascal, to me, is a amazing person. Go watch his film, too. This is like us when they made the pick. I knew about this player, but I didn't know about this player. Like, I didn't spend a bunch of time on him. I kept hearing about him. I'm like, oh, I don't really know. I, I don't have time to get into all of his background or his film. I knew he had some some pass rush ability. I knew he had some versatility. Good, good character I had heard, but I, I wasn't wowed enough to dig into him deeply. Once I did, wow. Like, I think I have a sound drop for that, don't I? Like... Straight up do the old school wow that I used to love doing. Wow. That's what I said when I watched Pascal. Wow. When I saw him knock people off the ball and go get the quarterback. Wow. When I saw him play all the different spots on the defensive line. Wow. When I saw his interviews where he talked about beating cancer and being a team leader and and being able to motivate guys. Wow. Yeah, it was all very impressive. Very impressive with this guy. I think he's going to be a Detroit fan favorite once he gets in there and starts balling. Kirby Joseph. I mean, how can you not love a guy named Kirby first and foremost? This guy has swag. He has drip. He makes plays. Sorry, Tracy, but you haven't made a play on the ball since Arizona about three years ago. And Kirby Joseph, that's all he does is make plays on the football field. Former receiver, he just he finds a way to pick balls off. He's just coming to his own in the position, and he loves it, and he can make plays. I can't wait to see it. I like the value there. I think he is going to be a starting safety for this team before it's said and done. Everybody knows I love Deshaun Elliott. I literally tweeted out months before they signed him, go get Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun Elliott was really one of the only safeties I had highlighted on my board when free agency came around. They signed Deshaun Elliott. I think he's going to be a really good player for this team, hopefully for multiple years. But Kirby Joseph, when they run three safeties, he'll be out there early. When they want to just run him and Tracy, Kirby can do that. Um, That's going to be fun. Again, I would have picked some other players at both the Pascal and the Kirby pick, but I don't mind either of those. They were guys that uh, seemed to fit right in and be guys the Lions love. So now I love them, no doubt about it. James Mitchell, to me, is a backup uh, tight end who I think I came across on the audio because I was looking at Lance Zerline where he kind of sounded like he was more of a blocker. Well, you go read up on him some more. He's a nice athlete, man. This is a nice athlete that had big-time production, I think, a year or two years ago. 
before he got into some injury issues. He's like 18 yards a catch or, you know, just really some nice numbers from James Mitchell. Good interview as well. Seems like a great kid. Says he can't wait to work under Hawkinson and, and get going. He says his knee's going to be good by May, June. So that's all encouraging as well. Uh, Rodriguez, the kid they got at linebacker, um, everyone's saying this may be their their most interesting and most valuable, most um, kind of best depth find is, is this Rodriguez kid. He's like a multi-sport guy. He's a leader. He's a captain. He had like 140 tackles, I want to say, um, recently. Uh, he's all over the football field. He's a little bit smaller, you know, 5'10", 5'11", 100, you know, what's he like, 2, 220, 230? 230, I think he was a little around that range. So you got to keep him clean, keep guys off of him. But if your D-line can disrupt and this guy can just run and hit, that's what he does. He's going to be fun to watch. Keep your eye on him, both as a special teamer and as a future um, guy. Him and Derek Barnes just running and hitting people all over the field. Uh, James Houston was one. Again, this wasn't one I really had on my radar at all. But if you read up on him, uh, James Houston's a kid from uh, you know coached by Coach Prime down there in the at the HBCUs and former player at Florida. Go go turn on his film, man. You see him at linebacker. You see him at edge. You see him in the backfield all the time making plays. Yes, it was lesser competition. But this guy is a tremendous kid as well and somebody that I think is just going to be um, – it may take a year or two for him to really come into his own, but I think you're going to see flashes like sooner than later with James Houston. He's called the problem, and I think defenses are going to have a problem if they if the Lions can scheme this guy up and just cut him loose. You know, he's he's got some juice to him. He finishes when he gets his hands on you. Um, definitely fun film to watch and hopefully he can be productive as a kind of a late sixth rounder. And then you got Chase Lucas, uh, kids 25 years old, captain as well. Very businesslike, you know, I don't know where he'll fit or if he'll make the team, but I know that I liked what I heard that he was just all about it. Um, you know, saying that he was going to come in, work hard, be a guy that could be not only counted on, but could do everything the coaches wanted, whatever they wanted. And that's kind of guys you want in your team, no question. So um, Chase Lucas, I think, will be interesting. Can he be that depth corner? Can he find a role on special teams? You would hope so because there were some interesting flyers they could have taken in the seventh round at other positions. So I really hope he works out and ends, ends, up, ends up doing some things. So that's kind of how I see these guys fitting. Just a little you know, summary again about each player. And uh, if you can't tell, I mean, I'm fired up about this draft. I think that Brad Holmes did what he does. He knows he knows the college draft. He knows people. He knows character. And he added all those things. And he also finally added some dynamic, game-changing playmakers for the Detroit Lions. And that's what it takes to win ball games. You look at this offense. You've got Swift. You got Swag. You got Hawkinson. You've got Reynolds. You've got Chark. You've got St. Brown. You've got Jamison Williams. You've got Decker. You've got Jonah Jackson. You've got Frank. You've got Hal Vitae. You've got Penne Sewell. I mean, and you got Jared Goff at quarterback. That's for you, Choppy. Word on the street is that he can throw. <laughs> Finally. So we'll see. We'll see this year. But uh, he's got everything he needs to work with offensively. Defense. You've got a deep, ferocious, young defensive line. 
You got one player on this football team that's over 30 years old. You've got more depth at corner than we've ever had. You've got some interesting safeties and linebackers. Let's go. Let's get it. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.